0: All right, phones down, microphones on, cocktails, questions. It's our Valentine's Day edition. It, it is, and before we get into it, I like to give the, uh, a weather update for some reason, because whenever we press record, I turn like 78, and I just talk about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so I think last time we recorded, I think the high was something like a 37 few days later, yeah. high is 88. Yep. So not much else is going on other than let Valentine's Day. Let me day. be a year older. This is apparently 20 degrees
1: higher than the average for this day I saw this morning. Okay. So we can both be old men about this.
0: All right. That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of being old, um, coming out of Valentine's Day, I was thinking about love, right? It, you can't of course escape you it. Yeah, man. You know me and overpriced meals. I'm all love, dude. I'm all love. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about love in the modern age and what does it mean, right? And so we talk about technology a lot. We talk about businesses and then obviously culture. And I, you know, I've never been part of this dating app phenomenon. Have you guys? No, oh, man. Not. I dodged
2: a bullet on that okay. one. Was, woof. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, it got me thinking about love in the in the age of the algorithm, right? We trust these recommendation engines. We trust these things, um, and just trying to find love in this modern age has got to be something that's pretty wild
1: yeah i you know it's really interesting i um i I've kind of backed into side or gone sideways into some of this uh, into dating apps or the... into dating apps okay. just because of the work we do and, and the, the 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 things we're involved in the technologies that we see in some of the startups we encounter. Um, and I can't tell if it's great or not. You know, I, I look at what I hear and you see those horror stories, you know, online. And then on top of it, you hear these like ongoing litany of like dud dates that people go on. They're like so excited and then they show up and they're like, oh, you didn't tell me that, you know, you were a convicted felon. Yeah. Right, things yeah. like that. You're um, actually 5'4", not 6'4". Is this a blessing yeah. is, or is this a curse? And, and I stopped him when I was thinking about it. And, and the bigger picture is what does the current, age of sort of algorithmic dating say about relationships and getting together with a significant other generally. Because when you look at even just 100 years ago, the um, the customs and, and the sort of the social norms around dating were just so rigid, right? And gentlemen didn't do this and ladies didn't do that. <laughs> um, and there was all sorts of rules and there was all sorts of sort of uh, restrictions. And for a brief moment, there was none. We were just all sort of at the mercy of other people's goodwill, and we would have to go muster up the nerve to walk across a bar or an empty dance hall or whatever it is that we were doing in order you to. Got a, you got a lot of dance halls. I got a lot of dance halls. Well, How I, old James you know, I, I, I have watched. Um, you know, <laughs> before uh, the First Great War. So I was thinking were more women. like cotillion in like the sixth grade, but but the, you know the the bigger point is was that the way people were supposed to date or is it in reality dating and and finding your mate or your significant other or your love of your life? Is it always, like, is the reality of it that it needs to be sort of constricted and conformed and structured? You know, is it was our our brief foray into just, like, randomly
0: talking to other people, was it a blip? Real quick, just I do want to point something out. So we've been talking a lot about human emotion lately. James and I have been working on some stuff and it's all about, you know, what actually happens to your body when you think of something. He started sweating, thinking about the sixth grade dance. <laughs> that was, that you, was also you, the you, cup of coffee I was drinking. It's very hot in here. Man,
1: a lot. I, you, well, you know, like it takes, a, especially you know, when you're kind of an awkward kid and and you wanna you wanna walk across it and say hi, hey, but you know,
2: that fear of rejection is so awful. It's just so. But you awful. could just swipe. So well, well, and I, what I wonder is, has it gotten easier or harder? Because I think the pace at which you can go out and find a date. And the tools available. I mean, you can find all of the eligible people within a two mile radius of you and swipe left or right and you gotta make a match. But that was not possible before. So you one one hand, I think, man, it's so much easier, right? There's just quantity. It's a numbers game and you yep. go through and you're gonna get there faster. But I don't I don't actually believe it's actually it's making it easier. I think it's probably making it harder because the human connection when it starts in some sort of like kind of clinical um, app-like experience, I don't know that you make the transition. What do you think? You guys think is,
0: is it harder well, or is it easier? I think you brought up an interesting thing. So like easy, probably easier on the surface because it's law of averages. Easier to find somebody. Easier to find yeah. somebody for an initial yeah. reaction, but potentially more difficult to find a meaningful one, right? Yeah. Because I think about um, – Keep the, the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, right? It used to be pretty simple because it's about a half-mile radius of your cul-de-sac that you grew up on. Mm-hmm. And now you see pictures from all over the world and you've, you've got to keep up with them, right? But the same thing's happening with dating options, right? So they're connecting people that you would never be connected with through some form of algorithm-matching technology. But what that does is it pulls up all of the numbers that you're supposed to keep in your head and keep straight, right? And so now my dating options could have been four. It's now 400, with the swipe of a of a thumb, so I think, you know, thinking of like Cheesecake Factory, right? The the effect of uh, of tr- so many. Choices. How do we
1: find our way to the Cheesecake Factory? Vince
0: Young's favorite. That's
1: right. <laughs> he place has a eat. steakhouse. But yeah. think about he has a steakhouse. He spent his whole fortune at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> but, but think about it, right? It's so, only
0: fifteen grand a week. Geez. So if you go if you go to a, a boutique restaurant and there's six things on that on the menu. Right it's pretty pretty simple to make a choice and you probably don't think about what you could have got but if you got go to the cheesecake so factory So Tender is Cheesecake yeah. Factory because, because I think once that, you, I think that's accurate yeah, I think once that's you a make idea. a decision you're like oh what about that one though I should have yeah. ordered that one and it's yeah. like and you can't ever get to that true connection that I think is what we're all after but are we are we really just a bunch of old
2: men because you, when you people said the same thing maybe they didn't realize it but the automobile had the same impact same on society, right? Yep. So probably the device that had the biggest impact on the gene pool and expanding the gene pool was the automobile and dude. not having to walk to meet somebody. Or the fact <laughs> to, that you could go actually courtin- go, to go courting, right? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> courting. Yeah, but but that was a technology. Yep. And did it make it better or worse? Because it absolutely expanded who you can talk to. I don't think it did it at this scale yep. and at the speed uh where you're able to see 400 people at this at the same time. Yeah, I,
1: I think about like the stories I hear and you're right. Like none of us actually I haven't used it. One of my favorites a former um colleague of ours moved on to to one of those dating apps. And when she was telling me about it she's like we don't call it a dating app. We call it an introduction app. And I said, "Oh, so my wife won't mind if I go introduce myself <laughs> to some people this weekend?" And she kind of like got sideways yeah. about that. She, she in a in a good-humored way, but I had to kind of call her out. Um but uh I think about it, and I do think it's like the reality of interacting with other humans hasn't changed. It's just the velocity by which we are forced to do it now, right? And if you think about the human impulse to not be alone, I don't. I don't think it's the same thing as to find love. Like it's to not be alone, right? And you want to fill your life with some meaning and some presence and some comfort. In all of the shit you have to eat along the way, the stories aren't changing; they're just going faster, right? And you're just hearing about this round robin of like, "Oh yeah, I met so and so, and it didn't—they didn't look like the picture on their on the app, or you know, they, didn't, they were like five inches shorter than I thought, or whatever it might be." So I do think that there's um, there's some new disappointment, um, and on top of it, it's probably going faster.
2: Is it just going faster, or is it is it different? And what I think about is. The if if you look at the echo chamber that's happened in social, right? I mean, one of the biggest problems I think is leading to a lot of rage in this country, and I think it's down, it's yeah. just crushing the, our society. Is that if I want to go see something that says Trump is the best, or if I want to go see something that says Trump is the worst, all I need to do is click on six or seven articles, and all of a sudden, whatever I believe is all I ever see. Yes, and that's so true. Does do do you think does that algorithmic approach? has it bled into dating in that same way so we're like are you going to end up just seeing people that you want to see
0: yeah or is yeah, that yeah. what dating was all about and that the, that's
2: in, that's in, kind of
0: horrifying the that well, the
1: gene pool is getting winnowed by a bunch of mobile apps well yeah
0: it is happening right so you saw like um basic dating apps open up and anybody could join and then you start to see like slowly niche market dating yeah. apps for uh, this type the of... The league and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, it's just very strange that um, through being inclusive, you Farmers become only exclusive. FarmersOnly.com? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jdate, <laughs> no, East meets yeah. East. Stop real quick. FarmersOnly.com, it's, it doesn't
1: bear ridicule because people in rural societies need to date. It's just a
2: shitty-looking commercial and a shitty-looking app. Man, I was just, they're I crushing it, was like, wow, it they're I was like, wow. College football. Oh, my God. FarmersOnly.com. I, can, I mean, if I can sing their jingle... Can you?
0: I'm not going to, okay. but right. I, can. I can. Absolutely, I choose not <laughs> to. Um, but but I, I think it's interesting, right? Because you're, you, what's propping up is like to your point, these self-made echo chambers for the benefit of an organization, not really for you. Yeah. And, I, and I think what it, I think what it's doing, yes, it has benefits because anytime you can connect the world and give people broader worldviews, a good thing. Yeah. But it takes a while to get there because you know you're not the same person, right? right where you shouldn't be your job as a person is to evolve over time through knowledge and attraction and things like this right it's to your point about if if you think that trump is great you should probably read article about why he's not and vice versa right but if you're only like oh i only like this person or i only want to date this person with this much wealth you are automatically cutting out a high percentage of your chance for the tr- connection you say you're after but do you think that these apps uh so i get it if you go to like
2: FarmersOnly.com, you're probably going to find a certain type of person. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's like Christian singles. There's all these different niche. And if that's what you're looking for, I get Shade it. 8 and, yeah. And all that. But are these broader platforms doing what Facebook is, and which is essentially curating for you, probably based on who's most successful, who gets the most swipes. Well, and does that, without people knowing it, does that push them in a certain direction that
0: maybe they weren't necessarily... Heading down on their own for, for sure, but I think what, something that's really interesting that you brought up Facebook. So a lot of these dating dating apps that we're talking about are owned by one company. Yeah, which IAC. I see. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about Match yeah. Group, right? Like, yep,
2: it, the, it, it, it's Barry Diller. Yeah,
0: and yeah. but I didn't know that until I started thinking about love in the age of algorithm. What does that mean? I'm like, who owns these things, right? It's a publicly traded or no, not, not publicly traded. Yeah, right? they are. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like so they actually know what's happening and they can predict. They could do something about this echo chamber effect, but they're not. Which 100%. Is makes, I think
2: they're and they're actually they're really smart about it and they're creating these niche yep. experiences. Often opposing ones. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And so they're able to to capture all of that. It is kind of interesting that you don't see many of the big tech companies going into this space. Facebook's, I think, talked about it, but they, the talk, most they did part, talk about it. Announced yeah, yeah, yeah. it. They announced it. Yeah. I think they they may have something there that they're testing or that that they that. haven't they haven't rolled out. But so you talked about echo chambers and Creepiest thing I, I saw this week. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, somebody on our team sent me this. Uh, it's a website an Israeli guy started. It's called The Spinner. And so there's there's two parts of uh you know there's dating and then there's once you're in a relationship and social um, engineering um, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> this this um organization or website, I, I mean I was horrified. What they will do is uh, if you are in a relationship and you want to subversively or subconsciously Commence your spouse or your significant other to go do something that you don't want. Like, right? What? Like what? Uh, well, I mean, the, the examples here are like get a puppy, um, you know. Uh, think it's right that I play video games more than ten hours a week is my favorite <laughs> yes, example. I, love that. That was I mean, like in some <laughs> some nefarious stuff, like you know, have sex more often. I mean, there's all sorts of different messages and that people are, I guess, trying to get across to their spouses. What this company does is they give you a link and you send it through a, a, a fishing campaign, spearfishing campaign. So I text my spouse, uh, hey, check out this thing at Home Depot. They click on that link immediately a cookie is dropped. And when you go onto Facebook, over for $29 a month, over the course of a month, they will show 10 articles to your spouse <laughs> on your specific topic. So I want to play video games all night. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my wife starts scrolling through Facebook and there's all these articles about how, you know, playing video games leads to a higher income or you know,
1: <laughs> playing video games e- esports it's a real career <laughs> yeah. path, path for your middle-aged spouse.
2: And it's horrifying because it is like a... Yeah. It is essentially what the Russians were doing. That's right. But you're doing it for $29 to your... Twenty nine ninety
0: nine. Oh man, dang!
2: It's crazy. One hundred forty six thousand people. But you know have what's crazy? What you're this. talking about right now isn't at
1: all different in principle than what we were just talking about a minute ago. The potential downside of all of this algorithmic matchmaking. All it is is nudging, right? And mm-hmm. you're going and trying to influence suggestively a person's informed choice. And a lot of it gets down to the ethics of it. Like we as an as a society, how much of this are we going to tolerate in terms of? being permissive with people influencing other people. And that actually gets back to those discussions we have about Facebook and Twitter. And ultimately, I think there's a huge ethical and privacy reckoning coming. And part of it is getting at what you're talking about right now. Like, we think it's funny, and I actually would really love for my wife to come and say, right, James, it's time that you leave T3. You need to go and really follow your dream of doing whatever it is that you want to do, play video games. But I don't <laughs> want to do it such that exactly, – I don't want to do it because like I paid some guy to yeah. to influence her that way. So
2: do you think what – what is the um, – algorithms have the chance to – like push people in completely different directions without them ever knowing it. Yes. But I don't hear many people talking about it in the dating space. Is it because... I'm sorry, people- push people directions that they... Uh, so with Facebook and what you saw in the election and what you saw with Brexit and all of these things right there, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's very clear that in this echo chamber you can probably make people believe things that might not be true. But I hear a lot of people talking about that. I've never really heard anybody talking about it as it relates to um, personal relationships, like the way that you, know, you interact with... The people who are closest to you, so good yeah. friends or your yeah. spouse, is is that because maybe it's not going to have as much of an impact? Because hopefully most people aren't trying to, you know, um, in use inception to get their wife to let them go be an esports <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> gaming phenomenon, or or is it that they just haven't thought about that?
1: Is is it that they haven't thought about it? I think they thought about it. It's whether or not they're ready to reconcile. Why are people the talking answer? about this? Because it there's because no, no real an easy issue? answer, and yeah. on top of it, so. All this is always going to get back to short-term gratification versus long-term implication. We see it uh, in public policy. We see it in society, and it's going to come home to roost in terms of our digital habits. Whole idea of things that are pleasing and fun now, yep. and <clears> you're, <throat> you're like, oh, who knows if I'll live to be that age? Like, you know, like, I'll just, like, I should live for today. Well, living for today, when you're grappling with some of these questions you're talking about, it's a horrible idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. we really do yeah, need yeah. to at least be cautious about how we collectively either approve
0: or, or, you know, like tolerate a lot of this thinking. The the thing that I was thinking about when you guys were going back and forth was really three things about, about this dating deal. So one is like a giant privacy issue, right? So the more you know about somebody, the better your algorithm can actually be, mm-hmm. right? But then you get into, do I trust you with the nuances? Do I actually yeah. understand the nuances that make me, me, mm-hmm. right? I don't. So how... Probably that a computer could, right? So you'd have to get through that. Um, and then you'd have to do a little bit of what, I mean, Spotify is the best, right? So everybody's in the job of giving you what they think you want. I would credit Spotify with being the best algorithm that, sl- that slightly nudges me in one degree every other, every so often, right? Where mm. I'm like, oh, I, I never really thought about this. For example, this great uh, song that's been in my head this week is a remix of Soldier Boy by Swum, mm. right? And if you told me, like, hey, man, you should listen to this song, I'd be like, no way. But they were like, I think based off of your current listening habits, you're probably yeah. going to like this. And they were right, right? Because I... F- Like Netflix, you watch one Fast and Furious movie or whatever. It's like they all they give me. I'm like, hey man, also like (laughs) that stank don't come off easy, right? Right? But it's like the because you know, and without that reset
2: button, without (laughs) that. I thought Vin (laughs) Diesel and The Rock were the same person for a long time because (laughs) they're all they were always in the same movie, and then that that career path like went left he did yeah. triple x i think and yep. then the rock was like i'm gonna be president so we were on I a mean, trip talk about a career diversion yeah but uh, i was
1: i was on a trip for work uh, uh, about a month ago and i was in a cab in kansas city and the fire festival thing came up as a topic, and the I'm not a cab as an Uber. I don't take cabs anymore. But the Uber drivers like talking about job ja Rule. And he's like, wasn't he one of the Fast and Furious movies? And I'm like, no, nah, you're thinking of like Ludicrous. And he's like, nah. And I started to get, I'm like, what the what the fuck am I arguing about Fast and
0: Furious? <laughs> like, I've seen like 30 minutes of one of them, and all of a sudden I'm an authority. I don't That's that. how I know I that you that. don't know how good they really are. But so I think you're going to start to see these companies be like, want to start over, want to yeah. reset, want to want to undo those last three moves. Yeah. Um. So those yeah. are three three things I think about. So. I know that you guys are happily married, gentlemen. Very. Very happy Valentine's Day. Let's, 100%. Let's, I love you all the <laughs> time. 24-7. And 20%. So hypothetical, completely hypothetical. If you weren't and you were single out in the wild, would you trust these algorithms and these platforms to help you find somebody? Oh, that is a terrifying thing. Yeah, that horrifies thing. me. Well, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
2: put it out there. Love my wife. I got so lucky. <laughs> I would be. I mean, if I if I didn't, I would hate to go back into that pool right now, for just because of the lack of her going back into the dating, but then trying to figure out and navigate this situation. I've got buddies who. I mean, we'll go out on a Saturday and they're just on their phone the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm talking to her, I'm talking to her. And like, like seventeen different conversations yep. happening at the exact same time. I just don't think I don't have the mental capacity to operate in that scenario right yep. now. I think I've just I've I'm over the edge. Yeah. So yeah, too far gone. You know, yeah. And, and uh the ne- the next conversation I went, well, what do you think, James? And then so I gotta
1: I, I two things. One, um, my wife is is a very successful and, and Sort of self-sustaining person, so she doesn't give a shit what I do. On top of it, <laughs> she never listens to this podcast, so I'm not worried about saying anything. <laughs> like she's never going to hear this. Um, but but it, but in truth, the, the, in in reality, God, I, I, I I think you have to be born into that. Like I think you have to like be young, and then to me, it's less about
0: trust and more about just like
2: the ability to to deal with it all, the mental capacity. Yeah. I th-
0: I think so. I'm not on any of the dating apps. I haven't experienced them, but I thought it was a really interesting mental experiment because if you you know me or you read about my stuff on paper, you'd be like, oh, for sure this guy's on there because I trust these companies and these algorithms to essentially run all of my life. And then all of a sudden it was like, yo, We can match you with all these women, and I'm like, no, yeah, which is weird, right? Because every other service, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you 10 yep. bucks a month, I'll give you 12 bucks a month, I'll give you seven bucks a month, like, no problem. And then, the the one thing that we crave that it could probably do a really good job at, because I've been to multiple weddings that started on these platforms, so I, I know that they do they do a good job. I said no to you know, what I think would be a good idea, it though, that continue is continue to say uh, that married
1: guys to make friends <laughs> like like if there's a married guy you don't have like a lot of like real friends left you're like you got like your neighbors and you got your siblings and stuff like that you mean you but don't love the dude you <laughs> met at the kid's four
0: year old birthday party
1: more like the guy that uh, I make like gentle week
2: conversation again. with yeah, at yeah. the flag Probably football game yeah, for 30 yeah. minutes it talks oh. about the weather like I do every
0: time we kick off this
2: damn me and you at a trampoline park again oh. like, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the opportunity the for stinky. downside is
1: substantial in that app like a lot of
2: weirdos are like I'll be your friend but well, um but I do think that there's Bumble's trying I mean, that's where Bumble was trying to go with like meeting up for business and meeting up for friends. I don't think it's actually done that well, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Um, All right, Scott, can I take this conversation just a complete right turn and not that far away? But we've been talking about kind of the upfront part of the equation, which is how do you find a mate, right? And so machines in the middle of humans to humans. Yeah, right. Right. So it's about finding. Um, I want to know. What well, you guys think about the next phase, which is the actual being in a relationship? And you saw the movie Her, and yep. there is a lot uh, that's been written and talked about about the future of relationships. And at some point, there will very likely be people in long term relationships with some form of AI. That's right. Like,
0: what does that mean? I think it's fascinating. So I I don't know what you call these people, but <clears throat> I grew up in a pre text texting era. Yeah, I actually remember sending my first text. Mm-hmm. And now, if somebody calls me, it's the same as showing up at my front door. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Why are you calling me? What's wrong? Who's, who died? Right. Um, and I've watched uh, people that I love, dear friends of mine, that their ability to operate socially has declined yep. because of their reliance on technology and all the all of stuff, and like noticeably. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, We talk about evolution a lot and there, there's an assumption that we're done as a creature, right? as, as mankind. Men and women are done. Like this is as, as evolved that we get, but it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes by Marshall McLuhan, which is humans are the sex organs of the machine world, right? We build these machines to make us better, to make them better. So when I look at relationships and there's things, like one of these things that came up is Lara, which is like a, a, a dating advice app, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go even further, and there's things like, I think it's called Mystic Messenger. You guys know about this? No. So it's essentially her come to life, right? And it's uh, popularized in Asia. There's a couple different uh, examples of it. But you you gamify all of these avatars, and you try to get them to fall in love with you through fake text messages, through fake phone calls, through all this stuff. And it's essentially like gauging your ability to do that. And then I look at, mm. so so we build some of these intelligent assistants, and I was at a, thing earlier with some folks that do the same thing and we were laughing because the number one, uh, I guess I'll say, uh, entity that people do to these bots is gratitude. They say thank you to a thing that doesn't really know, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's really interesting. So you, you put these, and IBM did a thing in the 60s where they had a chat bot and people would profess that they were sad to them, right? Like I'm sad, mm-hmm. I don't feel good, all this stuff. And so then you look at her, so anyways, going back to 60s into, into what you asked. I think it might just be a natural evolution because humans are decaying and/or evolving, and machines will take the place. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. Um, but it's fascinating. I mean,
2: I was thinking about I was thinking about this podcast because we said so we were going to talk about this, and at first, because I you know I've got daughters that are growing up, and I think about it, I'm like, man, what a terrible next step, right? To have people just be in relationships with. Machine, yeah, and so that's my that's where I think everybody initially goes. It just feels like wrong. There's something about it, um, but then I started to think about okay, well, there's there's flip sides, which is I mean, these relationships could be the cure to loneliness. Yeah, I mean, that, for, that is I a, think about that from a, a therapeutic huge, standpoint. Yeah, there's for a, a huge opportunity, opportunity for there, and loneliness is uh, there's and there's a lot of research on this. It is like. In some cases, as bad as smoking, that's it's. Right. By, I mean, it's oh, like yeah. a cancer. In the flip side, is happiness. Yeah. How good is it to be happy? Yeah, and yeah. so you know, there's there's all of that, but you know, I guess I I would hope that that's a moment in time, and right that that's a stopgap versus it becomes where you're in these long term relationships, because then then I wonder, you know, is, does it become too easy? And is part of love the fact that it's not easy and you have to go through these trials and tribulations? Or is that actually built into the algorithm and they figure out that, you know, this is the pattern of a normal relationship? You know, is it too perfect? Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that I'm most interested in is if there are relationships between humans and machines, humans and AI, then what does that do to the relationship between humans and humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who, does someone become a second-class citizen? And I think somebody has to, but who is it?
0: And which one would probably been, yeah. the husband? Which one is it? <laughs> I would think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
2: uh, you know, and, and so the question is whether
1: or not humans will have real relationships with machines. and Like my my answer is a probably not in my lifetime, but b I really hope not. And, and oh, man, I think I think the, I think the, the reason really I question. say that though, and we we know this at least from looking at our the works of our good friends like Max Tegmark the way that actually happens is the same means by which we lose control of AI like the only way yeah. you get to the point where artificial intelligence can have a real substantive human to human like relationship essentially requires us to release the confines by which we can keep AI in check like yeah. that's just like there has the, the three rules you, right? you
0: brought up something really interesting about about having daughters right and then we're quickly hurling towards singularity. Or the idea, at least my brain, was when you were talking. So what is the difference between having a relationship with a sentient AI or having a relationship with Ben Gaddis's consciousness, so the daughters can continue to communicate with you over time. Yeah. What is that actual difference? What's that spirit? I don't, I don't know the answer, but that's where my brain went. Is you know, to your point about being first class, second class. If you have a deep relationship with, let's say, one of these apps that I just talked about, you'd be like, that person's weird. Yep. Fast forward seventy five years, and they're like, who are you talking to? You're like, oh, my dad's consciousness. You'd be like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and the other thing you talked about, the is it too easy? And I, this equation popped in my mind. I heard a long time ago, which is um, attraction plus uh, a barrier equals lust, and attraction minus barriers equals love. Right. Mm. And so to your point of it's the deepest thing you've ever said on this thank podcast. You. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll end there. <laughs> that, that, that was that was great. We should just <laughs> we stop should there, we yeah. should wrap it up because we're getting into murky territory yeah. with uh, man and machine and yeah. all this stuff. Um, real quick, we we go around the table and talk about. Either the coolest thing we've seen this week or the most horrifying. Ben, you hit us with a pretty horrifying one. Yeah. Uh, you got a coolest thing? Um, I, I don't know if it's cool, horrifying, something in between. Um, it's, it's,
2: it's, I don't know. It's news. But uh, Amazon bought a company called Eero, which is a, a mesh Wi-Fi company. I've mm-hmm. actually got it in my, uh, my house. And they're a fantastic product. But what I think it's going to do is open up um, a, an entire other way for them to get into the home. So if you think about Wi Fi, I think the last numbers I saw are like people have to about 16 to 20 devices in their home connected to Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. And what Amazon is missing is that yeah. list yeah. and the connection to those. So now they're going to get all of that data. They're going to know what you've, they're going to know everything that's in your home, which they already know most of. So I think that that's, uh, I don't know, cool, horrifying, cool to see where it's going to go, horrifying that they're going to have all that data. But if they can keep building on their product, it's a pretty damn good product. And and do something with the data. Yeah. Don't don't pretend like you don't have it. Manifest it. Make my life
1: better. Yeah. I was going to tell you, I saw another laundry folding robot. I know you're fond of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this one's does. called Yugo, but it's actually like it's not a machine. It's an actual robot. I think it's pretty uh, cool. But so um, like, that was not Michael. It Walks thing. around and picks stuff off the floor. It, like you just like, hand it the clothes and it's like, thank you <laughs> so for I'll, giving me the clothes. I would just drop every, like, all yeah, the time. Exactly. Here you go, Yugo. So oh, So mean. No, uh, I saw a, a meme that, that was so great it almost made me cry. It was 1999 teens sneak out to drink, 2019 teens <laughs> sneak out to smoke weed, 2019 teens sneak out to get measles vaccinations, right? it was. I was like, I stopped. I was like, that just caught the moment so perfectly. I don't know if, if everybody's been following, but these measles anti-vax hotspots are breaking out all across the United States, most notably in Washington State. Um, and there's been uh, uptake in teenagers who are breaking with their anti-vax parents and going and getting vaccinations, which tells me there's hope. There's hope for the future. Like, I just... I don't mean to be political. I try not to bring politics into these discussions, but nothing drives me more nuts than people ignorantly turning their back on potentially the greatest scientific delivery in the last hundred years, which is vaccinations. We worked so hard to get to the point where we didn't have to live in a constant state of disease and agony. And now here we are <laughs> going back. People are like, oh, I don't believe, like there was an article on some Fox News host who doesn't believe in germ theory. He doesn't wash his hand for like the last 20 years. Was that true? Yeah, I thought that it was, was an, an onion article. Like, I was like, no, it was, like, it was on CNBC. It's like uh-huh. it's like God, please, people, people, like we're we're busy futzing around talking about like whether or not AI will have like real human relationships. I'm
0: like, I'll settle for vaccinations. <laughs> I'm gonna so, I'm gonna wash my hands. Yes, yeah. wash your hands. So that was the coolest thing I saw this week. Next thing you're gonna tell me the Earth isn't flat, which it's is not flat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cheap uh, a- uh, Jumping off Ben's coolest thing uh, this week, the coolest thing that I found is an app in the iOS store called the Architecture of Radio. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm oddly, sat, oddly obsessed with like, the world that exists around you, that you can't see, whether it be the germs and the microbiomes in your gut all the way through Wi-Fi.? Right? So what this app does, it actually allows you it visualizes, um, and actually has a really cool auditory element too. It allows you to see the network around you routers, Wi-Fi hotspots, hmm. um, things like that. It's by a developer by the name. I can't pronounce his last name. It's Richard Vision, V-I-J-G-E-N. It's really, really cool. Um, and it's also got a 360 cardboard option too. So if you guys... Oh, that's get, pretty awesome. Yeah, I if you get a little out. sideways this weekend, go ahead and download that app and take a look at the world that you can't see around you.
2: All right, and before we get, um, get out of here, quick hot take off the just breaking news. Amazon pulls out of New York and that broke my heart. HQ 2 they're going to keep doing it in Washington D.C. They say they're not going to do it in New York. Did they say they're going to sprinkle all those jobs across the United States like so much? What do you guys think? Chocolate, quick quick
1: take. Um, As long as it doesn't come to Austin, I don't care. Brandon,
0: same, same. I thought we dodged a bullet, and now my god, shit. Yes, Yes. here we go. I agree.
2: So uh, my biggest question is what are the people in the tech industry in new york and the real estate developers who were just all over this and so excited about it i mean what a, what a carpet being pulled out from under them and yep. it's interesting i mean they you know the everyone pushed back on the tax breaks everyone pushed back on their saying they weren't going to have labor unions and i don't think anybody thought they would actually leave yeah and they just said Oh, all right. Well, we're not gonna do. We're not gonna deal with any of that. And they just pulled out twenty five thousand jobs. I mean, that that would. I just thought New York was such
1: a curious choice. Anyhow, I I really did think that um, that uh, the the comment about how the only reason Amazon chose that is because Bezos owns a home there and he wants to walk to work. Yeah, Yeah, like I thought that was really on point. Um, I don't know what New York brings that Boston doesn't bring. Like Boston's right next to Harvard and MIT. I don't know what. New York brings that. I mean, Chicago doesn't bring university. Chicago's right there. Lots of engineers. Like I thought, New York was sort of a vanity choice, and I wasn't totally surprised that the old school, sort of like union-based politics, kicked in and said, yep. "Well, no, no, thanks." Um, yep. And so they probably just probably should have picked a better city.
0: This uh, reminds me of the the letter that Denver wrote when they're like, "Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, we yeah. don't Please want you." No. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. But yeah, that, they're coming uh, with a lot of new roads. You know, in highways and <laughs> yeah. things like that, to accommodate all the zeppelins. Tri- sure, maybe. Yeah, maybe some Amazon's. They have those in their patent applications. I don't know. All right, more on that later. That's right. That's right. All right. So for, for cocktails and questions for Ben, for James, for our friends over at High Brew, who's been caffeinating us this morning. Mm. So one thing we didn't mention earlier is that uh, there were no cocktails in this episode because it's about 9:30. It's a 30 caffeine in the cocktail. <laughs> it's about 9:30 in the morning, so our friends over at High Brew are, are uh, keeping us caffeinated. Uh, letting us record this for you guys hope you enjoy it please rate and review be good to yourselves be good to one another and love some machines thank you